Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Many of us excited to uh, check out Disney Plus and the uh, Beatles uh, get back. Eight hour, nine hour, 14 hour. I'm not sure how long this thing stretches out for. It's it's long. Uh, the uh, Get Back documentary, I watched the first probably 45 minutes to an hour of it. On how long? Is that long? It's like three episodes or four episodes, and they're about two hours each episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It shouldn't be called uh, Get Back. It should be called The Long and Boring Road. <laughs> <laughs> what it, is it? Really, it, is, it is by Peter Jackson, who's yeah. known for Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. It, it, look, I mean, you, you see them, they're all so young. And, and when, you know, you think of the timeline of the Beatles, as much as when they were in Germany in the late 50s and doing all of that, until they exploded in Beatlemania and all of that in, in like 62 to, you know, 64, I guess, was they were really rolling. It is amazing that, you know, six years later, it's over. Like, right. That yeah. window of time, you know, uh, than the music they made. But this is all just, I think there was 56 hours of footage found of them just working out the tunes for that album that would then, of course, be the concert on the rooftop um, and get back being one of them. And in the first 45 minutes to an hour that I've seen, it's a lot of just blank stares and mumbling at one another. Oh. Because it's basically, it's a studio session. They're right. just... They're working through songs. Yeah. So you're getting bits of pieces where Paul is saying, hey, I, I wrote this. And Ringo looks like he's falling asleep at the drum kit at one point. Because <laughs> I mean, there's just long hours of nothingness. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but I guess, it, you know, if, you, if you're a true fan of things like behind the music mm-hmm. and storytellers and this kind of thing and, and how how certain chord progressions came to be and, sure. and, 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 and lyrics and how, you know, how many nas did they figure out they needed at the end of Hey Jude? Kind mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just, you know, if you're a fan of that stuff, yeah. you're you're gonna eat this up. Yeah. So I mean, I'll probably still uh, watch the rest of it. It'll just be in short little snippets here and there. Um, Dave Chappelle has probably reached the yelling at kids phase of his career in life. Last Tuesday, he made a surprise appearance at his old high school, D.C.'s Duke Ellington School of the Arts. And uh, that was the day the school was supposed to officially rename its theater after Dave. But they postponed the honor due to concerns over comments he made about trans women in his Netflix special. Okay. So Dave decided to show up and give people at the school a chance to voice their concerns to him directly. Almost 600 students showed up along with uh, faculty and staff, parents were not notified ahead of time. Everyone had to put their phones in a bag. Uh, Dave brought a a camera crew to record everything, and there was no mediator, as one parent put it. This was going to go down the way Dave wanted it to go down. So several students uh, challenged Dave, and there are reports that he was often rude and dismissive, sometimes cutting the kids off or responding to their concerns with jokes. Uh, When one kid told Dave he handled this whole thing like a child, he replied, My friend, with all due respect, I don't believe you can make one of the decisions I have to make on any given day. In response to someone else, he said, I'm better than every artist in this school, no matter what art you do. Right now, I'm better than all of you. I'm sure that will change. I'm sure you'll be a household name soon. Um, but he did get serious about the issue of kids at the school getting, getting death threats from his supporters. He said, this is my family, and whether they know it or not, I love these kids. I don't want to hear about any threats to these kids. These kids don't deserve that. Huh. 
One student said he was actually really kind at that point. If only he had acted that way the whole time. There was no reason to be mean to us. He was just laughing at us. Uh, Dave came up with a pretty cool idea during it all to raise money for the school. He issued a challenge. Donate money and along with your donation, indicate whether you agree or disagree with the theater being renamed in my honor. He says if the haters donate more, he'll step aside. If his supporters win, he'll attend the naming ceremony. Okay. So, yeah, you know, look, okay, he he was making jokes with the kids. Well, he is a comedian. That's kind of what he does. Right, yeah. Was he being dismissive? And I, yeah, you know, whether this was the right thing to do or not, I don't know. I think Dave Chappelle's a very, very smart man, and I think he knows what he's doing at all times. This might have been a misstep, because it's very tough to defend yourself if you're berating kids. Right, yeah, I'd have to see it and, and you know to really understand. He must be just tired of dealing with it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 ready to challenge in some aspects. You know, go back and watch it again, and not mm. you know this isn't how I feel. And, and I don't know, you know, it, it's very hard to prove that you're uh, not something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like like to um, to to disprove a negative. It, it's very difficult to to go out. Um, I mean, he can try and defend himself all he wants, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, other than, I don't know, I don't know what he can do, uh, to... What's a no win? Right, exactly. Like, it, it, it's, it's tough. You can either, you know, you can either throw money at the problem and people are saying you're just going to throw money if you, you make donations to mm-hmm. the trans community. They say, oh, you're just trying to throw money, uh, to, to, to get rid of your, your problem here. Yeah. Well, the, the, what's gone on, and this is, I guess, part of cancel culture and all of that, is that, yes, there has been a side that feels that they've been discriminated against during all of this, and then there are those who support Dave. So initially, it was staff of Netflix who um, who walked out in protest of, of the, uh, the stand-up special. And really, I think that's where it all lies. Look, if, if you really believe Dave Chappelle is racist and hates trans people, then cancel your Netflix subscription. Stop mm. using them. But for the for you now to go and they go after like a Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment was was uh, targeted because they booked him in for a show there. Now they're going after every theater, theater or hockey arena or stadium that will book him. Well, that's not right. He's still you know go after the main source, which is Netflix. I don't know, but as, but as part of that, he now yeah. he can't work anywhere. Well, no, yeah, they want to cancel him, yeah. right? Not only cancel Netflix for you know, supporting him yeah. and airing the special originally, but you know if you believe that that he is the problem, mm-hmm. then you know you're trying to they're trying to cancel him mm-hmm. and not allow him to to go anywhere with his opinions. And listen, it's 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 not just Dave Chappelle that's being done to that that type of behavior is being is, is has been done to many mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. No, it's and and he if he disappeared, if he just did like after he uh said no to all the money from Comedy Central and didn't he go live in like Africa for a while and he he just disappeared, then people say, "Oh, he's just hiding now. He's just hiding because he knows he's wrong." So, yeah, I don't know what you do. Probably going to your old school and berating the kids not necessarily the, the right move. I guess you got to just keep on talking. When people ask you the question, you got to keep on answering it till there's no more questions to be asked. Mm. I guess, you know. Now, now that 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 is, and I and I see it in other comedians. It's it's part of the way the world works now. In that, forever comedians like George Carlin or Richard Pryor or all of them who who do very opinionated comedy could say whatever they wanted and just go home after. Now everybody's got a platform. 
and everybody's got something to say. And I think a lot of comedians are, are having a tough time with the feedback. Right. Because they never had to deal with the feedback before. Yeah, well, in, in, in general, every profession yeah. has to deal with that now where you have an avenue for, for hate, mm-hmm. right, for, for people who, who want to cancel you or dismiss you. And some of it, you don't even know if they actually feel that way. Some mm-hmm. are just stirring it. Some people just love mm-hmm. to stir up crap. Right? Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see what Dave's next move is because this one didn't seem to work out so well. Remember this, uh, if you're uh, online doing Cyber Monday shopping or even if you're going to be heading to the malls to do some Christmas shopping, just remember that as you stand there staring at that gift, pondering, does my wife, husband, kid, aunt, nephew, niece, my next-door neighbor, do they want this? Do they need it? Is it the right size, the right color? Will they use it? What will they use it for? And yet we, we spend uh, God knows how much time standing, staring, thinking, pondering. Well, it takes 14 seconds once they've opened the gift to decide if they want it or not. <laughs> 14 seconds. Really? You stood there hemming and hawing. Uh, more than half of people when asked admit that they have returned or re-gifted stuff they've received over Christmas. All right. I don't know that I've ever re-gifted. I certainly, a lot of stuff just ends up on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the most part, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't I'm trying to think. Like, there's some stuff that, like, if I've got duplicates of things mm. that I, I, I might donate. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it, it, things just get stuck on shelves. Yeah. And then stay there for a very long time for me. Most say they, uh, they'll just pretend to like it. Like, we, <laughs> every year we've been doing this uh, Secret Santa thing with our family where, you, you know, it, it, the dollar amount went up every year is with uh, the outlaw side. And and it started, I think, at like 40 bucks or something. Then it went to 50, 60. And now I think we're up around 75 or 80 dollars. Wow. And you got to buy a unisex gift. But the age range is like from my, my from like 21 year olds. Uh, nephews and nieces, or or my kids, up to like my dad, who's eighty three. Like, how do you, you know, p- pick a gift that a twenty two year old and an eighty three year old would want? Right, it's, yeah. it's very tough. And uh, so we end up, you know, you do this game where everybody pulls a number, and then you you pick a gift. And then if you don't want it, once you've opened it, you can steal from the yes. You know, it's a whole yeah. thing, and it's a fun little game. It, but it goes on and on and on, and almost everybody either ends up with the gift they brought. Yeah. <laughs> or a gift you just don't want. You now, know, what a waste of money. We we started doing that as well, just to try and get everyone in the same room. Yeah. Uh, you know, because at some point, you family gatherings, everyone just kind of splits off yep. and, and by their age groups. And, and you end up, you know, having a family gathering and not seeing half your family right. uh, through it. So we started introducing that like, probably about five years ago or so. But we kept it at like five, I think it was like under 10 bucks. Well, this is what I, because you and it's talked almost about this. better it that is, way. Yeah. Because, you know, in the end, you get some chocolates or you get something, something that it's really a nothing gift. And if you don't like it, yeah. it's okay. You spend five to 10 bucks. No, on, I know. Right? My uncle used to say all the time, don't buy me anything. You want to get me something I need, pay off my mortgage. Right. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I know. And I've, I'm always kind of the, uh, the, the, the the Grinch in all of this because I said exactly the same thing. And I remember you mentioning a few years back 
that you bought like a couple of steaks and a beer or something. Yeah, you, we had to do one a, of those parties. It's a great I, idea. Yeah, I ended up buying a, it's a little cooler bag. Yeah, put a couple of nice rib steaks in it yeah. and, a, and a six pack of beer. Yeah. and the seasoning and everything, and it was it, was a, it that, worked out great. Still going to run you twenty five or thirty bucks. Yeah, but you know? it was, and I think that was the limit. It was yeah. like twenty five bucks. Was That's a, a great idea, and it was a hot, it was like the hot gift. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'll take that. Oh yeah, now. We're just going out and trying to find anything. It was like wall clocks and all sorts oh, of crap that was there. I've 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 bought like you know area heaters. I'm like, okay, well everybody gets cold. Like you're just buying anything you can think of. That's right. kind of a and so I'm like, why don't we just do twenty bucks? And yeah, it can be anything. Yeah. And if they don't use it, they throw it out. Mm-hmm. But now all of, we've done this for over a decade. You know, you add up the money, the amount of things that have ended up in our homes that we've never used. <laughs> Anyhow. And you can't re-gift that because what happens is they, hey, I bought that, that, that silver ashtray. <laughs> Where is it? I want to butt out my stogie. <laughs> That's right. Anyhow, just just be aware of that. And um, with Cyber Monday, are you going to be doing any shopping online today? Um, it's all an age thing, really. One in five under the age of 45 will do mo- almost all of their holiday shopping today. Wow. And then, like one in eleven people over forty-five, I get to, I get caught up in it. You know me; I can't yeah. pass up a sale. Yeah, and, and it's to the point too, where like I see, I was looking at some of the best Cyber Monday deals mm. you can find. It's like oh, twenty percent off. Twenty percent off mm. is nowhere near enough. <laughs> You're cutting to fifty. Now we can have a conversation. I might I might click on your site if you say fifty. Uh, we spend between a hundred and three hundred, most common amount. That is spent. And for the first time ever, and this is probably more an American thing than a Canadian thing, but Black Friday actually lost money as people now just wait till Cyber Monday to do their shopping. In in North America, uh, Black Friday used to turn over about $9 billion. Again, probably most of that in the U.S., but now it's like eight point something. So it it dropped a bit as people are just so used to shopping online now. But... uh, yeah, all those sales, all those things that are available. You're very good at, at having a the, the amount of junk mail you must get in from from, oh, from retailers. It's a ton. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yes. Yeah, I just uh, I just get the uh, you porn hoodies <laughs> available this time of year. We have to gab with Ted Reader for Halinda's meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, good morning. You, uh, we were talking about you last week because uh, Craig had this story, a tragic story, of a, uh, a truckload of Jack Daniels that got spilled uh, down in the uh, southern U.S. Mm-hmm. And, and we know you, uh, well, I mean, it's hard not to know you. You got it labeled on your truck, Jack Daniels, <laughs> are a big fan of Jack Daniels. Yes, I am a big fan of the JD. The JD's pretty tasty. It's been a, it's been a lifetime love affair with Jack Daniels, uh, Teddy. Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah. It was uh, it was my uh, yeah. I think you know when I was drinking before I was allowed to drink. You know when you were in high school <laughs> yeah. and going stupid. Yeah, Jack was my friend. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he could be an enemy. Yeah, that's for sure. We we yeah. thought it like we like Lucky and said we thought of you of you when the spill happened because we thought well if anybody's going to be there in Tennessee with a straw it would be you. Oh, be looking for the barrels and the and the bottles and yeah, for sure. yeah. It was it was a sad day. It was a sad day when they lost all that because it takes time, you know, to to make a really good whiskey. And Jack is a good whiskey, and uh, 
you know, when it when it's destroyed like that in a crazy little accident, it's uh, it is a little bit depressing. But it's such a tasty beverage, anyhow. Well, we got an email from a, a guy named Steve who is a big fan of uh, of the show and yours and of Jack Daniels, and uh, he wanted to know. He's a big fan of uh, of Jack. Has eighteen different kinds of Jack Daniels, but wants to know uh, about cooking with Jack. And I'm assuming more than just drinking it while you flip burgers. Yeah. You know, how you can incorporate Jack Daniels Although, into the grill. If I may just interrupt. There's more than that? <laughs> if I, I only... There's more than that? If I may just interrupt for a second, Dad, we just learned Steve's got 18 different bottles. 18 different kinds of Jack. Maybe the three of us should just go to Steve's house sample. and sample and grill for him. <laughs> yes, I think that could be a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. 18 different types of yeah. Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some tasty, tasty Jacks out there. But yes, you can cook with Jack, and I do cook with Jack. But the key to cooking with alcohol is that if you're going to do something like if you're making sauces and things like that, you add the the whiskey in at the very, very end. One, if you put it in too early, you're going to boil off all the alcohol, which is which is one thing you want to do. But you also boil away a lot of the flavor. So it's best to add it in. So if you're making a barbecue sauce and let's say there's caramelized onions and you got some brown sugar in there and you want to finish it off with a little bit of JD, then bring it to the boil, get it all done up to the flavor that you want, and then hit it with the jack, return to the boil, shut her off, and you've got your sauce. And it's nice and simple. Um, my favorite way to, to work with Jack is in a shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ted, if someone, say you're cooking over the holidays for family yeah. and you want to include Jack Daniels or any other alcohol, but you've got somebody who maybe isn't a drinker, doesn't, you know, whatever. But by cooking with it, as you say, you're cooking off the alcohol. So there's very little chance that someone's going to catch a buzz from it. You won't catch a buzz at all from it. Uh, as long as you, you, you bring that, that sauce to the boil and you boil it hard for one minute, you'll cook off the, uh, you'll cook off the alcohol and you'll be fine. And that's, uh, and if you, if you want to just keep the whiskey to the side for those that don't, uh, that don't drink, then you can do that too. Say it's just, uh, you know, it's a caramelized onion barbecue sauce and then those who want Jack, add Jack. Right. Ted, I, right. I would have thought one of the ways to use it would have been injecting, but I guess that's done in the process earlier rather than later. Is that a good or a bad thing? Oh, it's a good thing. So if you were to take some um, melted butter and add a shot of Jack Daniels into that and stir it all up and then suck it into a syringe, you could inject it into your chicken breast. Mm. You can use Jack Daniels as a marinade. So if you wanted to take some roasted garlic, some fresh herbs, a little bit of olive oil, maybe there's some Dijon mustard in there, and then throw in your your uh, whiskey and marinate your chicken breasts or marinate your steak in it, you can do that as well, and you'll infuse a little bit of flavor into the into the meat of the whiskey. And so it has a it has a great uh, great uh, usages in uh, everything that you're cooking, and it's just a matter of when you're going to add it in. I also flambe with Jack. Mm, all right, now so, let me. Let me... Know, little bananas flambe with a little Jack Daniels yeah. drizzled over it, you know. Oh, my God, it's so good. And there's a Pour lot that of, over ice cream. Or the one you love. There's a lot of different uh, different ways of using different alcohols with, with uh, Greek cooking, of course, over the, uh, the, the, the cheese. Ouzo, yeah. You get an ouzo going. Um, red wine and white wines, more so, I guess, reds when cooking with red meat. Uh, like, I've... I've used a red wine uh, steak sauce uh, before. I've done that. That's always very tasty. But what's the difference between just using a store-bought bottle of wine and an actual cooking wine? 
Well, cooking wines are usually uh, less expensive than store-bought wine. Right. But my philosophy is this. If you're going to drink a really good bottle of wine, then you should use a good bottle of wine in the food that you're cooking. Mm. Why change it up and go with something that's substandard? Right. And so if you're, you know, if you're making also buco and you're, you're adding red wine into it, then, you, then, then use a good quality red wine. Mm. Um, you can buy cooking wines that are usually, uh, you can find a cooking wine in some grocery stores, and that's usually been, one, de-alcoholized, and then they've, uh, they've put some, <laughs> there's a fair amount of salt in them, too. Oh, is it okay? And so, yeah, yeah, they, they, a lot of the restaurants and in and, and food uh, processing, when you want alcohol, putting like Jack Daniels into a barbecue sauce uh, that you see on a, on a store shelf, you know, there's not a ton of Jack in there. There's mm. other whiskey flavors that enhance that. Um, and then the Jack is usually put in at less than 1%. And that's, and that's what they do across the board with most sauces that you'll see on the store shelves because the alcohol is expensive. It takes a long time to produce. So a lot of flavors are used instead. Okay, I okay. know, and lots of times we've uh, we've made like chicken Marcella and that type of stuff. Uh, Marcella yeah. is uh, another, of course, you could buy it as a, a store uh, thing, or it's a. I don't think it's an actual. I've never drank Marcella wine. I've only ever used it as a cooking uh, tool. No, you can drink it, oh, yeah. and uh, it's a little sweeter. Yeah, and you can you can. Uh, it's great, all kinds of wines to flavor with, and you can make things with champagne as well. Yes. But just remember, it's you know when you're when you're hitting the LCBO here in Ontario, the world's most expensive liquor store. <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're 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 you know it's going into the thing that you're using, so you don't need a lot of liquor when you're doing it. You mm -hmm. just need it to enhance and to to add flavor. But use good quality. Good use quality. If Steve wants to, you just have one of each of those 18 samples of Jack Daniels, then you can microwave a hot dog and it'll still taste good. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I think in my gastro grilling, is it my gastro grilling cookbook? I actually inject Jack Daniels into uh, the hot dog. Much better way to do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. That's there a good you topic. go, right? It needs mustard, relish, and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good, Ted. If people want to talk to you about grilling with Jack, grilling at all, or, of course, booking their holiday parties through you at the joint, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me uh, in the social media world at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. So with everything going up in, in price so so much, there's lots of concerns about, you know, people not even being able to afford food over the uh, Christmas holidays, let alone gifts. So our government has backed a group called the Quebec Maple Syrup Producers uh, in releasing 50 million pounds of syrup to help deal with supply issues. Just got to work on uh, releasing a lot of things like uh, Timbits, <laughs> beer, toques. Anyhow, uh, they've released this uh, 50 million pounds of syrup to help keep the prices in check. They say demand is up more than 20% from last year. Over 70% of the world's maple syrup comes from that province. And our biggest customer is by far the U.S. They buy 60% of their syrup from Canada exports. Wow. So I watched a documentary. I don't know if you told me about it or someone about the maple syrup wars that go down in Quebec and how, you know, at one time it was kind of run like a mob business where if you had a maple syrup farm, you were you were just tapping gold basically yeah. and you couldn't just go in and and buy a farm or start a farm and there was these guys who were kind of the overlords of maple syrup in Quebec. <laughs> and, like, people disappeared. And there was, like, a, yeah. But, like, it was a real documentary. 
It was like, you know, you get up there into the bushes deep into that province. <laughs> yeah. and they get serious about stuff. No doubt. So, anyhow, not to fear you'll have your maple syrup over the holidays. That's good. Uh, well, I guess maybe people have had more time to make pancakes and yeah. stuff in the mornings yeah, during yeah. the pandemic. Well, and it's, you know, uh, last fall, I think, Maria and I got invited to uh, help uh, help make maple syrup, you know, uh, do some uh, right. some, some preserving. Oh, it's a process. It really is like an all day to get like a little bottle. It's a whole. I mean, I I, I sat and drank and and, and gabbed. Right. Yes. I didn't get involved much because you know it involves fire and a lot of balancing of things. And if anybody's going to take an injury in that situation, <laughs> it's going to be me. <laughs> I'd end up like syrup. So anyhow, uh, be happy, be secure. You can sleep at night knowing there will be maple syrup on your table this year. There should be some research done uh, into um, our mental maturity and when we when we stop maturing. Because I'm starting to believe that uh, most adults now stopped mentally uh, or maturing about the age of 14. <laughs> People were asked about their perfect job. Now, th- this is these are adults they were asked. Right. Perfect job. Uh-huh. And in general, here's what we want. The average person's ideal job would only require them to work 26 hours a week. All right. Pay at least 70 grand a year. Uh-huh. And offer around six weeks of paid vacation. Wow. You want a month and a half off. <laughs> you want 70 grand a year. You want to only work 26 hours. Who do you think you are? Us? <laughs> um, now, this may, they also want to have their birthday off. Okay. All, all right. right. Uh, all right. <laughs> you really need to settle down with the celebration of the birthday once you're above about 15 years of age. All right. Even get, you know what? That's a lie. I'll give you to 19 because that's the drinking age. You can go out and have your first beer. Yes. Maybe even push it to 21 because then you're officially an adult around the world. Right. After that, nobody cares about your birthday. Well, it's not really a smart plan either because as you get older, you realize you don't recover as easily. So if you're going to have a day off, Mm. the day after your birthday, Mm. if you're still partying like you're a kid, Mm -hmm. would probably be more important. I love these people who are like in their 30s and it's not even just a day anymore. It's their birthday week. It's their birthday month. Yeah, some people take it seriously. Oh, it's crazy. Um, Other jobs, we want a supportive boss, a comfortable chair, free coffee, friendly colleagues, regular raises and promotions, a great retirement plan, and bonuses. Okay. Oh, we also only want to be within 17 minutes to and from work. Okay. Wow. Pampered much? (laughs) How about you get off your ass, go to your job. I think there's one job like that in Canada. It's called Governor General. (laughs) So far, it's taken. Like, what job's going to pay you seventy grand a year and you only work 26 hours a week? Well, and a month and a half off. Yeah. I mean, that, well, they're school teachers. (laughs) Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.